You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Brandy Stark. Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark, and I am reporting in from a very chilly St. Petersburg, Florida today. We are getting a little bit of a winter blast the week before Thanksgiving, which is fairly unusual. However, in some ways, it's also refreshing since I do get tired of 80-degree weather and rain on our major holidays. For this episode, we are actually going to talk about a paranormal investigation that we are calling Tiger Horse that took place in North Pasco County, which is a very rural area, which is pretty interesting, in which activities seem to center around a horse. This is a first for the Spirits of St. Petersburg, and I was actually fairly excited with the investigation because we had the horse present with us for the EVP session after having gone out there and uh, assessed the situation beforehand. So that was uh, very interesting. So we'll actually play a little piece, or actually about 10 minutes, of our EVP session uh, with the horse as part of this program so that uh, you can hear what happens when we're out and about. We haven't done one of these episodes in a little while, have we? So we'll actually get started with all that right after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. It's dinner time in America, where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you 
when they're going to come back, and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at PetLifeRadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Before we start into the Tiger Horse investigation, I am running a little bit behind with these episodes, so I thought I would catch up with a recent reader submission for the Shadow Animal site. I am also going to apologize because my pugs are warm weather fellows, and this colder weather, even with the heat in the low 70s, we're all a little chilled, and so the pugs are creating a living blanket and are currently all around me. So again, as with most of my broadcasts, you'll hear the pugs in the background. So this particular entry for the Shadow Animals site, uh, which you can access through the Spirits of St. Petersburg website, if you go to www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com and scroll down to the call for stories, and there will be one called Shadow Animals. If you click on that, that will take you to this site. This particular page is the Shadow Feline page, and this entry is at the bottom of that page. It is called Peking Feline and was submitted October 7th, 2014 by Linda, who has given permission for me to post and read this particular entry. My new husband and I live in a small beach cottage, which we have been extensively renovating for the past decade. About five years ago, I started noticing an occasional small black shadow, like a cat, dashing across the hallway between the bathroom and the bedroom doors. One morning, several months after the first sighting, Hubby called to me from the bathroom in which the door was open, and he said, where's Jojo? Jojo is our mostly white and black spotted cat who was asleep on the bed beside me. At that time, we had only one cat. My husband then revealed that he too had been seeing a shadow kitten, as we call them. These sightings have continued to the present day. The short hallway where we see it is well lit and painted pale green with a cherry floor mostly covered by green and cream runners. The shadow kitty is relatively easy to spot in spite of its brief appearance. Sightings usually occur in daylight hours, generally in the morning. This morning, I got a good look at our little critter and was completely unnerved. The bathroom door was closed and I had just gotten into the shower. I was standing with my back to the spray, enjoying the hot water on my shoulders and had not yet wet my head or face. I saw a small dark shadow peek around the shower curtain at me, then it retreated. In this well-lit pale gray and white shower, it was in my view for at least a full second. It was pure black, no texture or fur, only a slight suggestion of ears and no face whatsoever. I'd always hoped to have a close look at this thing and I don't think it means us any harm. In fact, until today, I'd felt rather comfortable by the fact that we had a little spirit companion to share our happy home. Now, however, more questions seem to have been raised than answered. Also, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that it had no visible face. Thank you for your website, and you have permission to post this. Now, what I find interesting about this is that the Shadow Animals page was actually started probably three or four years ago, and it was based upon a personal experience that I had on a Spirits of St. Petersburg investigation. Uh, While we were on an investigation in Tampa, actually, there was 
a very heavy activity in the master bedroom and the master bathroom. The spirits had gone upstairs to do an EVP session to see what we could find, and I was actually recording it on a Sony Handycam, uh, which had a tape. It actually had a tape. That's how old this was. And as I was recording, from the bathroom area, I swear I saw this small creature running towards me. Now, you have to understand that I really don't see anything on these cases. I mostly have equipment and pull the research together and just try to keep things coordinated and the homeowners, you know, together and try to make sure that the information is channeled properly, particularly at the end, so that folks are not coming in with any preconceived notions. So for me to actually see this thing was rather shocking. The second thing is that no one else saw it, which is never a good sign, particularly when you have to wonder, you know, if I'm seeing things that nobody else is seeing, what does that mean? As an academic, it's never a good sign, right? Ideally, you're seeing things that others are seeing. But uh, this creature, actually, I described it as a hybrid of a raccoon and like a bobcat. And it was the size of a bobcat. And it had felinoid features, but almost a raccoon build. And it was black with black spots. And it did not have a face. This thing ran directly at me and there was no face. And I couldn't see the lower legs or the end of the tail. And I remember being so certain it was going to run into me that I actually dropped my hand with the camera and stepped aside only to find there was nothing there. And I'm sorry to say there was nothing on the camera either. So I thought initially that it was just me, that something had, uh, a wire had crossed, maybe I had finally gone around the bend, you know, maybe it was just some anomaly of some sort because it's so rare and nobody else saw it. Until finally I started doing the shadow animals. I actually interviewed a person that dealt with shadow people. And I believe uh, that episode you can actually find here on Paranormal Pets. And when I did, I had started gathering other shadow animal stories very slowly but surely. And um, other people reported something similar. They were felinoid, they were quick moving, and it's like they were constantly running. But when I did this interview with the shadow people person, this expert who had gathered all these stories, she started to talk a little bit about shadow animals. And so I posted the website focused exclusively on shadow animals. And much to my surprise, I do get entries. And the thing that I find fairly interesting is that it does not seem to be a huge phenomena, but people who have experienced it are quite certain that they've experienced it. And there are so many things that are actually matching up. The felinoid features or feline hybrid creature, the lack of a face, the fact that it moves quickly. Although with this story, what I find fairly interesting is that they believe it is a consistent presence in the home, which does not typically match with all shadow animal cases. Shadow animals are sometimes just moving through the area. But here, uh, this is definitely a denizen, according to these owners. So I hope that uh, they keep in touch. They contact us back. They let us know of anything new that's been going on. Because we sure love to hear it. And, you know, maybe together we can come up with a solution. You never know. So on to the meat of this particular episode. Tiger horse, as promised. So this was an investigation that just took place this past weekend, 11-15-14, with the spirits of St. Petersburg, and it was a rather unusual case. We had initially, I believe, seven members who were going to go, and due to various circumstances, it dropped very quickly to four, which is fairly unusual for this group. Uh, People are quite consistent. So there was that. The second thing is that it was in very much north rural Pasco County, which is not an area that we go to a heck of a lot, 
And in fact, uh, I am so glad that I carpooled because I don't think I could have found this place. It, it was way, way out there. I will say, however, that the land is beautiful. The location was beautiful and it had all sorts of great animals, horses and chickens and puppies and a cat, a little kitten. I mean, it was just really phenomenal, very much out and quiet four acre lots and uh, they actually do have a lot down the street that's for sale uh, that I would be so tempted so tempted to get if it wasn't over an hour away from where I work (laughs) so it'd be an hour and uh, 15 minute drive daily one way and uh, of course I still have you know this pesky mortgage (laughs) for the first house but it is awfully tempting I always wanted a potbelly pig so I could have one out there the pugs would have lots of room to run But what ended up happening, uh, the initial contact for this investigation came because of a uh, fellow artist who knew I did paranormal investigation, and she and her husband had been out of town. But they had word of mouth that some friends had come to visit the horses and check on the farm. And the story is, and this is a quote, a girl who is the niece of one of my friends came out to meet my horses the other day. I guess her aunt and this girl have a history of seeing spirits and ghosts. She reported seeing a man in my back field who was always hanging around one of my mares. She described him as having old cowboy type clothing on. It was interesting because my mare sometimes goes to the back of the field by herself just to hang out. This is odd for a horse since horses tend to be around other horses as herd animals. The interesting thing is that the initial report mentioned only one entity, but when we did the interview at the end of the investigation, the homeowner said that the person had reported they, multiple entities, and that will come to play. A second uh, phenomena is that right after they had built the barn some years ago, it was newly uh, constructed and they were looking at it from the window of their house and just kind of admiring the construction that night. And as they watched, this orb-like thing actually went around the barn and into all of the stalls and through one stall out the window, back into the next window and through the stall and kind of wove its way through. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing because some folks might consider it to be something like a firefly, but in central Florida, we don't have them. There are no fireflies here. I don't think they really go too far past the Florida-Georgia border, and we're, we're a little distance down. Secondly, they did check with their neighbors to make sure that they weren't out and it wasn't a flashlight or anything like that, and indeed the neighbors were not out. Thirdly, they were able to watch this thing move through in kind of an organized pattern. And fourthly, when they themselves went outside to investigate, there was nothing there. So this is the information that I was given. Now, for the spirits cases, we have a typical methodology in which I will be the contact and I will send the information to my researcher who was actually on this investigation. And the spirits of St. Petersburg members do not have any prior knowledge. They will be given a general landmark, directions, usually the day of the investigation. And sometimes folks will actually travel with other folks just to remain as cold as possible. So... This was an unusual case, particularly because the researcher was one of the members that came, but she also really did not reveal anything, and she kind of stayed a little bit apart from the group. And because the group was so small and we had a four-acre property to look at, I actually did go with them. Typically, I will sit in the house with the homeowners, but in order to meander through this property appropriately, the homeowners actually did guide us, and we stayed together as a group. For this case, uh, again, typically what will happen is what is known as a silent walkthrough in which the spirits members walk 
around or through a property to determine what activity is happening and where. So they have no foreknowledge, but when they do arrive, they write down what they sensed and where they sensed it. Then we will come together. Usually I am sitting with the homeowners just to make sure that no other information gets out to the members. So the members go off together. I sit with the homeowners who are on the property. And it also confirms that I'm not telling them anything at that point. They come back to us and I literally type what they have to report as close to verbatim as possible. We then correlate areas of activity where members are sensing things and uh, where they want to go back for a more interactive paranormal investigation. So once we determine the hot spots, we then go together as a group. I will go with them and we will do our EVP sessions, photography and recordings. And then after that, we come back to the homeowners and we do the reveal. So at that point, the history of the location is revealed. The Homeowners can ask us questions, we interact and have a dialogue, and then after that we actually review our EVPs, videos, and photographs, and then everything is compiled together. Members post a post-investigation report, photos are put together, and that's basically our procedure. It's uh, something that we've kind of streamlined and um, really created since the team was founded in 1997. So since there is no real standard for paranormal investigation, we try to go with methodology, and I'm a big fan of qualitative research, even very loosely qualitative research as this, in which the basically the investigator is the instrument. So it gets to be kind of interesting. So the first walkthrough... Our sensitive reported that she felt very unbalanced and uneasy in certain areas, and that was actually repeated by a second investigator. I didn't notice it the first time, but I did the second time, which could be suggestion, or it could actually be that I was not trying to pay attention to all of my equipment at one time. The second thing that was of interest is that the one area of the walking trail where people felt sensitive or, or dizzy or off balance, I also got a lot of electromagnetic field energy. I have a tri-field EMF meter, which I love dearly. And this thing was on zero for much of the case, but it would spike. And this was very unusual. We did have folks turn off their cell phones. Cell phones give off a particular pattern with EMF meters. I don't know why this meter was spiking. We were not in an area that was heavily urbanized. We were on a four acre property. We did see the wires leading to the house and they were not high tension and high tension wires and usually wires in general. Uh, what they will do is they will create a fairly consistent reading. They will raise the EMF in an area but not cause it to spike unless it's a time of high activity. And we actually were there in the late afternoon. So the ACs really weren't necessary and lights were not going on or off. And usually once those EM fields start activating with the tension wires, I have found that what it does is just increase the general base reading of the EMF. So I don't know if that made sense to anybody, but... The basis of it is these EMF meter spikes were really weird. They were very strange, and I, I don't know why the meter did it. So they also had this really neat area that I call a fairy ring, in which there was a circular area on the property where trees grew all around it, but not on it. And the homeowners did not remove any trees. They were very much in favor of keeping the landscape as it was. It could be, and one of the homeowners suggested it, that it might have been an area where there was a tree that dropped seedlings. The tree itself died many years ago, and the seedlings are what exists, and nothing ever grew in that area where the original tree was. But it's still unusual. That's a very clean space with no real indents in the ground that I was aware of. So 
I don't know, just interesting. And as we walked around the back of the property, there was a paddock or kind of a, a pasture area where our sensitive said, well, back here, there are some spirits that interact with the horses. And initially she thought that maybe they made the horses get colic. She felt like they messed with the horses, not necessarily in a bad way, but that they were definitely interacting with the horses. So once we discussed this, we decided for the areas of activity, and that was by the walking trail, the side of the house, and in the pasture area. Because this was an outdoor investigation, initially I was not going to do EVP readings because outdoors there are so many things that can contaminate your recordings. We actually did a Q&A session and we noted that the EMF meter consistently spiked, particularly when we were in the back of the barn near one of the horses. I would actually call out the names of each of the horses and they had four horses and it would consistently spike on the name of one of the horses, which was Fancy. It liked Fancy. And then it would spike secondarily on Calypso. Both horses, which are gray or white, at night they look very white, but they're lighter colored horses. So that was unusual. So I would say something like, do you like Fancy? And it would spike. Can you confirm that you like Fancy? It would spike again. Calypso, spike. Vegas, nothing. (laughs) Beauty, nothing. Do you like fancy spike? So that's kind of how it worked. We were actually trying to time the spikes. There was nothing that was a consistent reading. When we went back for our first series of EMF question and answers to the pasture area, it was very unusual because our sensitive said, well, whatever's here is not happy that we're here. And it, you know, it it definitely didn't want us to be in that area. And the strangest thing is that as she was talking, I personally could feel it getting palpably colder. The cold air actually started seeping into my jeans. I mean, it was just that cold. Granted, it was not a warm night in St. Petersburg, but this was well before the fronts came through and this area grew quite cold. So we ended up saying, well, thank you very much. And we left. We talked with the homeowners about the history of their area. And ultimately, our historian revealed that there were no deaths related to prior owners of the homes. Crime in the area was more interesting. There had been uh, high-priority calls and wellness checks in the area. A suspicious person, a tenant was arrested nearby. Within the mile radius of the home, a homeowner had been shot multiple times and died due to a, was one of the crimes. But one of the more interesting aspects was that this location, not this particular location, but the entirety of this North Pasco area was known as a UFO hotspot with multiple UFO sightings, Bigfoot sightings, as well as a local team who actually claimed that gnomes lived in the area. That's interesting. So I I have to say I've never met a gnome. I have seen garden gnomes, but that goes into something that, you know, all three of those, cryptozoology, ufology, and even the notion of fairies or little people, you know, not quite what we are looking for. So it's also noted that in the general area of North Pasco during the 30s and 40s, a mob area, it was a mob activity area where they actually dumped bodies. And apparently the local law enforcement still expects to find more remains from this time period. Florida was actually much more violent than most people realize. It also produced two serial killers, which is fairly unusual, particularly because 
one area doesn't normally produce that many, and particularly a very rural area. But there were two serial killers in that area, both of which were caught. But there is always some question about bodies which have yet to be found. So again, not associated with the property, but associated with kind of that whole area. And the serial killer aspect, definitely not in that area. That was several miles away. But what do you do? I mean, that's kind of an unusual history. So at the very, very end of the case, we ended up talking with the homeowners. We did the reveal. They asked their questions and they actually suggested that we try our EVP session outside. And so we actually did. And what I'd like to segue to at this point, now that I've kind of summarized the case for you, is our actual EVP session with the horse who was present. One interesting aspect is that this was the area where it got incredibly cold. This was also the area that had been reported to the homeowners of interacting with the horse. The horse that came out was the same horse that the meter consistently spiked on. And when the horse was present, that horribly intense cold did not happen. Our sensitive, as you'll hear in the recording, actually indicated that the entities were much calmer with the horse present. So with that, I will actually give you 10 minutes of live action spirits recording so that you can kind of hear a little bit about what's going on. You'll notice as well that I actually mentioned this podcast as a possibility. So I always love stuff like that. And so here we go. With us, uh, Fancy, who's one of the two horses that I believe uh, you like uh, and you like to interact with. And Brian... Uh, I don't know if you want to hold the EMF meter. Just let me know if it spikes, I guess. Okay. All right. So my first question, and Kitty, uh, at the end of the, the period or when I get ready to ask the next question, if you sense anything, feel free to speak up and tell us. Okay. okay. So my first question for you, are you with us right now? Anything? <laughs> I see Fancy's very, very interested, right? Um, are you a male? Are you female? I did that last time. Okay. Is there more than one of you here? Do you interact with Fancy? Huge spike almost all the way up here. Do you like Fancy? That was the homeowner speaking. Can you tell us why you're here? Did you live on the property? Did you work on the property? Did you pass away on this property? 
are you buried on the property? So you're buried on the property? That's weird. Okay. Did you work with horses when you were alive? Were you a cowboy or a Florida cracker? Nothing? Are you getting anything, Kitty? No, but I feel that they're not as upset with us being here now that Fancy's out here. Okay. There was a spike. So the horse is calming? They're not... Before, when we were out here without Fancy being here, they wanted us to go. Now, it's not that feeling of them wanting us to go because Fancy's out here with us. That is weird. There's not enough EMS out here to create that. My phone's not on. I don't have a phone with me. Okay. And normally a phone reading is going to be that weird wavering that you saw in the house. So, okay. Do you have a message that you want to pass on? If I give you about 15 seconds, can you please let us know what that message is? Can you speak as loudly and clearly into the microphone, into this red light as possible? Or if you can nicely tell Kitty what your message is, that would be wonderful. We're going to start the session now. Okay. Oh, right on the n- <laughs> So, ask if they're Native American. Are you Native American? Mikasuki, Tokabagan, uh, Kaluska. Seminole. Seminole. Oh, you're Seminole? If the answer is yes, can you make that needle spike again, please? Kaluska? Tokabagan? Mikasuki? My accent's terrible, I apologize. Hi. I still don't have a carrot, I'm sorry. Oh, they all need carrots. Aren't you like. You're like a pug, aren't you? Don't you always need carrots? There's nothing out here to cause this thing to go out that high. Um, What other questions? We try it. Um, they like the horse. They like fancy. Why is it they like fancy? Why? I don't know. Just, I think it's great. There is some white horse mythology. Ask, ask if they like Calypso. Okay. Do you like Calypso? You like fancy. All right, it's fancy. Well, it's you. Okay. Other questions? Can you reside with the horses peacefully? Although the horse seems fine. <laughs> she, I, I don't think they bother her. 
because the only thing she does when she's in her stall, she does a lot of pacing and when she's trapped in her stall. When she's in her stall, she feels trapped. She does a lot of weaving, a lot of pacing, a lot of stuff like you that. You like being outside, huh? Mm -mm. Yeah, she does. Pretty good. And she'll come right back here. What a pretty girl. <clears throat> You've been so good through all this. You're the only horse we have ever had present on an EVP session, ever, since 1997. Do you guys have any other questions that we should try? My phone. Yeah, it is on. We turned off. We did turn it back on. Hold on. I, I, don't, I wasn't receiving anything that I know of. Hold on. We turn it off. You doing okay, Donna? Mm -hmm. I see the face glowing every now and again. It's coming up. Okay. Jeez, there's a stick there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tree, too. All right. Can we try one more uh, time? Do you like fancy? The answer is yes. Can you make that spike again, please? Yeah, if her phone's off. My phone's off. You don't have a phone with you? That is very weird. There's nothing out here. There's no... That is, it, and it's only on the zero. It's on the lower scale. It's on zero to three, but that's incredibly rare. That's normally almost always a power system. At least six times Well, I'm so excited that um, that it was a horse, uh, animal-related thing that you guys are getting to see. Actually, so am I. I, I have a podcast called Paranormal Pets. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if I ought to talk about this case without any names or addresses, but just that we had uh, an entity that liked horses. I can tell you it's extremely rare to max out an ENS unless you're next to like a highway. Yeah, unless you're next to an air conditioning unit. Well, so if you guys know of anything... There is an electric wire on the top of this fence, but it's been disconnected. Yeah, I just so walked behind not, here, though. I, got yeah. I just wanted to point that out to you. It's not... Because that's... If and we have to be closer. Be yeah, we'd have to be closer to it. Uh, the tri field is really good, but then it'll max this thing out. You have been so good. Yes, you have. Do you want me to let her go and see see where she goes? Sure, you're welcome. To. Hi, Dan. Dan, come on, you don't pull me on that. I hate that. Oh, she's got company tonight, huh? Still, something this big and this yeah. this big. You don't, she's not really like The gate's closed, right? She's, gate's not, closed. she's just going to go to her stall anyway. Oh, okay. she's just done? Yeah. All right. Oh, no, she's done. Because I'm, I'm out of here. Okay. Well, all right. We'll see if we got anything. That was interesting. I can see in the dark pretty good. <laughs> well, the white horse. Well, and the thing is that I'm kind of curious about, in mythology, the white horse shows up, but it's normally Celtic. Mm -hmm. uh, Epona and some of the... Uh, you know, pre-Christian deities. And there you have it. Now that you have listened to the Paranormal Pets episode, uh, you can come to your own conclusion about what happened, where, when, how, and why. But I'm going to leave that up to you. If you'd like to see more on the case, including a couple of photographs and post reports, post investigation reports, feel free to go to the Spirits of St. Petersburg website. Look for the case called Tiger Horse. 
and it should be there or Google Spirits of St. Petersburg plus Tiger Horse. I'm working on some new web software trying to get more user-friendly for folks. And uh, let us know what you think. Otherwise, please remember during these holiday seasons to support your local rescue organizations. There are plenty of animals that need homes. Please adopt. Give somebody a great holiday. They'll appreciate you forever. Please feel free to check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg, www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com or Google the Spirits of St. Petersburg and we should come up. And uh, we look forward to communicating with you some more. And again, take care.